Welcome back. <laughs> Very unenthusiastic. Welcome back. Energy up in this fucking intro. Here. <laughs> energy, energy's low today. We're we're welcome we're back, everyone. Welcome back. It's fine. See, it it can go. be. It can be kind of a late night and after hours episode. Uh, I'm. We're reviewing fresh, but I ironically I'm not feeling so fresh. I, I stayed at work late, and I I really want to shower. So, I haven't showered either, so that's I think fair. That, I think that's how this movie made me feel. <laughs> yeah, it made me feel. It made me feel many things. Um. So okay, I guess. I should take a look at my format thing here. Um, all right. Well, we don't have any listener questions, I don't think. So, <laughs> want me to make one up? Well, yeah, yeah. To make one up, Jesse. And make up a, a listener question that you can do by letting us know on our socials. Send us a message. Yeah, a message on Instagram or Twitter. Let's know. Um. Do you want? Do you want a listener question? Yeah. Sure. Okay. But I said yeah. Sure. Why? is Wayne's world or why why is Wayne's world one the worst of the Wayne's world series mm, it's not in my in my opinion but I also love Wayne's world too also you just reminded me uh folks if you're tuning in last week we covered the bubble we had a little discussion about the best 90s comedy um and so I'm actually going to while we're on air Put that poll up on Twitter. Uh, so if you're listening to this, hop over to our Twitter. We'll make it like a week-long poll, and uh, you guys can vote on your favorite '90s comedy, and we will uh, check back in with the results. Well, if you make it a week-long poll today, it'll end by the time this podcast comes out. Great, and I'll be putting up the episode <laughs> when this episode comes out. All right, we so can't vote until they hear it. Uh... Yeah, but you said you're putting up last week's poll. Right, but they're just hearing that poll today. They're... Yeah, but they're not going to hear this one until after this poll comes after the poll comes down. Right. It's said to hop on over and vote on that poll, and it'll be done by the time <laughs> the podcast comes out. Wait, right. wait, 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 wait. Am I am I confused here? So they listen yes. to the episode, and they go to our Twitter, and they yeah. take the poll. And I yeah. make that poll available for a week because it'll be the poll will be done. Yeah, next... you just told everyone on this podcast to hop on over and vote on the poll, which will be done. Okay, so what everyone, oh, if you're listening yeah. to this, take a time machine, go back in time two weeks, and shoot Aaron in the fucking head. What is, oh man, yeah, do that please, because I almost just posted <laughs> this to my personal Twitter. Um, we're just. I... We're gonna stop this and redo this from no, the top. No, yes, no, 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 no! Keep it rolling. This is fun. Yeah, I'm, I'm having a good time. I also. would enjoy this if I was listening to this. If, um, if you record it, they will come. Yes. So, uh, Jimmy's, Jimmy is correct though. Um, so come, come do the polls regardless. I don't care what week it is. Just, just come do the polls. There's always gonna be one up. Um, and similarly, send us a question so that Jesse doesn't have to make one up. Uh, send us a question on social media, ask us a question on Twitter. It can be literally about anything. Um, and, uh, you'll be first in line and we'll answer it. So, um, but we are in fact, uh, talking about fresh today. Um, Jimmy, my main man. Uh, I didn't mean to say that. That, that implies Jesse is not my main man. That implies that you're some kind of side. Say it. Side piece. Um, 
I'll be your side boy. It doesn't bother me. I've been looking for one. So can you uh, walk us through this movie a little bit, uh, Jimmy? Yeah, sure. Fresh uh, 2022 film directed by Amimi Cave and written by Lauren Kahn. Uh, it's an American comedy thriller starring Daisy Edgar Jones, who's a professional Anne Hathaway impersonator, and Sebastian Stan, which follows a young woman trying to date who gets wrapped up in a current love affair that takes a wild yet tasty turn. Um, yeah, if, if people could see, I'm drinking... Um... Well, it looks like a vitamin water. It looks like it's the pomegranate flavor, but it is actually a repurposed vitamin water bottle um, filled with human blood. Mm, good. So, I'm glad that you were... Um, classic. I, I kind of expected that you were one of the elite. I kind of pictured you as the guy that was eating the dog food. Human, like the human dog food. The dog food? What? Yeah, there was there was, there was was some some ground meat on a plate that a guy was eating with uh, mm. his was hands. Like Guys, I'm like I don't I'm picky about hamburgers. <laughs> yeah, well, think, yeah, well like, you I'm picky about movies and you made me watch of this great masterpiece. It's quite good. I think it's quite good. We're going to get into it, but I think this movie is quite good in my opinion. It's a it's a it's an Aaron movie though. This is definitely It is definitely an Aaron movie. movie. That was the first thing I said as soon as we started it. When do we give our takes? Do I get my take now? Yeah, we could just get into the movie. I, I, the only thing that I wanted to bring up was, um, I do understand that I'm here, staunchly representing the pro cannibalism movement, and I understand that Jesse is here as a member of, um, Mock, which is Mothers Against Cannibalism, uh, and so you may hear us, you know, go back and forth throughout the episode because we do come from different backgrounds. Um, and Jesse is pretty high up in that organization. Um, and, and I am in support of ethical cannibalism. So as, as a longtime mother, I am staunchly opposed to cannibalism. Understood. Um, and so, and so, so there might be a little bit of back and forth. Jimmy can moderate. Um, you know, uh, um, I just, yeah, I thought Jimmy was saying something. So I, so I cut myself off. No, he said, no, nah, I'm good. All right. Well, give us your take, bud. Tell us what you thought. It seems as though Jesse and I enjoyed the movie uh, to some extent. What What did you think? Uh, drum roll. I thought this movie was a big old pile of shit. Um, technically a really good movie. I enjoyed the camp camera work. I enjoyed the way that it was edited. However, um, I've said this before. This and this movie falls into those into uh, this realm. It was a series of fortunate events, uh, one fortunate event after the other uh, to get them out of there. So it kind of rubbed me the wrong way a little bit at times. But yeah. No, man, it wasn't luck. It was it was a triumph was of the human big, spirit. I was, not a, I was not a fan of this film. Not a fan at all. Interesting. That's fair. I did. I watched Mandy on Sunday uh, and this movie when you say that i did have a revelation watching mandy where i was like i really have a thing for movies that don't even bother to explain you know in that movie nicholas cage forges a battle axe and and you don't get to ask why you don't get to ask where he learned that you don't get to ask why he's so good at hand-to-hand combat i mean there's a lot of stuff that just kind of goes out the window well he learned but... raising arizona though you are a strong Nicolas Cage fan. He learns the hand-to-hand combat in the. That's fair. Uh, 
So like I, I like movies that are specifically written kind of that way where they're it's almost like they fall into tropes on purpose. Like with Mandy, like halfway through the movie, they were like, oh, here's like these uh, crazy cannibal biker people on LSD. If we're going to include that, then we might as well just throw logic out the window and let's give Nicolas Cage a battle axe. And not only that, let's show you the scene where he pours hot molten steel into the mold and, and makes one. Forget about where he got it. You don't need to know that. And so like for a movie like this, the th the thing that seems to have rubbed you the wrong way usually doesn't bother me too much if the story's good because it's a horror movie and it's just I trying also, to elicit yeah, a response I, from I you. Get that, you know? but I think personally, I don't think the story was that great either. Really? Yeah. I gotta be honest with you, man. I didn't think uh, the only thing I liked about uh, this film was uh, the way it looked and the way it was shot and the way it was edited. Everything else, the story and yeah, basically the story is where it lost me. I I felt, and this is, for, for those of you who have seen this movie, you, you'll understand where I'm coming from. There is a distinct lack of ass in this movie. <laughs> and that was my biggest problem with the whole thing was that yeah. The loss you know, of ass. Yeah, half the characters didn't have a leg to stand on. <laughs> you know, so like, why even put them in the? No, I'm just, I, I, I'm sorry, I had to get those out of my. Yeah, <laughs> no, I, I watched this with a couple of friends, and I was sending Rodney Dangerfield gifts. I was like, "Hey, this guy doesn't just eat pussy and ass; he eats legs too." <laughs> Rodney Dangerfield gift. Uh, a lot of jokes to be made. Uh, well, let's talk about the thing, the things we all liked then, at least we'll get started there. Uh, this is the directorial debut for Mimi Cave, which I think is like super impressive because I do think the movie looks great. A lot of very cool shots. Yeah, I thought I thought visually it was really, really, really good. Um, and the editing was great. Very stylish. I like that. So something that set this apart for me was like. I was joking with some friends and said that it was the yassification of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And uh, it's like with cannibal movies, so often they're like grimy on purpose and they're like these dirty things where the, the cannibalism is really brutal or it's really like tribalistic. Um, and so this movie like totally does the opposite where the movie is very polished looking and very stylish. And it's like the fine dining version of a cannibalism movie which Hannibal kind of does too um that like it's kind of in the same vein as that just in terms of like uh how it presents it um but I liked that it wasn't you know this like grainy horror house kind of thing it was afraid you know I feel bad that I did say it was a horror movie Jesse told me after I announced it last week don't tell me what the genre is I shouldn't have because I loved the idea of going into this movie and watching the first half hour and being like what the fuck is this yeah, I definitely agree with that. Going into it, not knowing that it was a horror or a thriller um, would have been interesting. To s I think I probably would have enjoyed it more if I had no expectation going into it yeah. um, and watching the twists and turns. I know there was like there was a point in the movie where like you had you had said that and it was before it was before anything creepy had happened and like she offered him some of his, some of her food. And he was like, no, thanks. I don't eat animals. And then I looked at Jimmy. I was like, he's a cannibal. Like I'm calling it right now. 
and not 10 minutes later is like i eat people and i'm like i fucking knew it yeah i fucking knew it yeah um yeah a lot of uh a lot of a lot of dumb white woman stuff in this movie. A lot of, a lot yeah. of like, let me go to this cabin with a stranger that has no social media presence, and uh, nothing can nothing bad can happen. I that was probably the only believable part of this whole film. I so I the the beginning of the movie was like I I don't want to there were moments where I was like legitimately like, Oh, this is like this, this is really scary. And it was just like her walking in front of a a guy with a baby strapped to his chest. <laughs> and I'm like, Aaron wasn't kidding. This is terrifying. Yeah, this is terrifying. And then, and then it turned out to be a baby and I was like, Oh my God, no, but um, they did a They just did a really good job in the, in the beginning, like, making it feel like unsettling yeah you know something's coming but you like you can feel it on your gut but you have no you just don't really know what it is unless you're kind of yeah so so, which was which was cool because like it's it's kind of the 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 reverse of like the black widow of like you know the 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 man who seduces women into you know a false sense of security it's it was just sad that I'm turning into the guy who doesn't like the movies we watch on the podcast. I mean, we're like three for three right now. <laughs> no, I'm, I I'm kind of I'm I'm kind of shocked. I really thought this one was was good. You know, I don't think the story is uh anything super special, but I do think the idea that he is not just a cannibal but somebody who is going to keep people alive uh is genuinely pretty scary uh to me uh obviously that's a scary thing but it's like when you watch a lot of horror movies sometimes they just don't really do it for you anymore or whatever that genuinely kind of was like oh shit like that's that's very uh unsettling i got myself uh, feeling on... bored a lot during this film i was like throughout the film i felt bored i that's so the... I would I would agree that that is a terrifying thing and it is terrifying, right? There's like a it's not just it's it's not just like dying and it's not just the mutilation, but it's like the idea of like the psychological tr- torture. And I th- I think like that's kind of the point of like the message of it is that the sometimes it's not it's not it's not that you take their legs, it's that you, you know, Right. So you you make them have to deal with it right. for the rest of their life, right? It's like yeah, a, me- I, a metaphor, and it's it's fucking terrifying, right? And I got woozy. It wasn't even graphic. Like movies don't usually uh, skeeve me out anymore, and I kind of got a little woozy just thinking so, about the ass removal thing. It like it bothered me well, on a visceral level. You know? So yeah, that bothered me and the fact that she could stand and run throughout the rest of the movie, you know, that bothered me too, even though we talked though... about that a lot when we were watching it. Yeah. Did you actually like this movie, Jesse, or are you just like, is this a long con? This I... doesn't seem like a movie that you I would like. I think uh, the likelihood of you 
liking it was less than me. I didn't like it. So I'm surprised that you like it at all. It made me feel things in, in certain ways. It also made me just want to watch Sin City again because the whole concept was in Sin City. Man, maybe I just completely missed the mark on this film. I don't know. It just did not sit with me. In in Sin City, it was like it's like the son of or no, it's Elijah Wood's character. He plays a creepy guy who doesn't talk and he would kidnap women and cut off parts of their body and eat them in front of them and make them watch. Yeah, that's fuck. It's been a while since I've seen Sin City. And uh, and it's like I was watching this and I, it was like, "Oh, this is literally just that one guy from Sin City." And it even shows like the chick with with one hand and it's like sutured back up. I'm like, "Oh." Yeah. So when I realized that that's what it was, I was like, "That is terrifying." <laughs> but at the same time, I was like, Going into it and giving more detail to it, I feel like makes it less horrifying. Yeah, right? well, it's also I think like it is, it is a scary. It's a horror movie. Um, I don't know how scary it is. Actually, it's a horror movie, but it is there is like the right amount of for me, anyways. It's not like a horror comedy, but there's the right amount of kind of oddball charm to it i think um sebastian stan i i thought everybody in this movie did a really good job acting wise i thought the performances were very good um but Seb- sebastian stan obviously in particular i think does a very good job of being somebody who is uh very scary because he is so likable and nonchalant the way he is talking to people that he is cutting up and eating he like comes down and just sits down he's like boy i've just had such a day and like tries to have this conversation with her and i did enjoy um, the acting though to your credit there i did enjoy the acting i thought they both did a great job yeah. i thought I, I i felt like the the performance is really good if if you were gonna if you were gonna have someone who is you know like trying to live an above ground life while also selling human flesh on the black market to to elite billionaires you would be like able to completely compartmentalize that shit right like that is pretty it is pretty on the money for like the kind of of like double lives that these people would be leading i just once you once you take the mask off of the monster you know so like she wakes up and she's in the room and she's like chained to the bed and there's that initial horror and then he tells her what he's gonna do right after that was over i was like oh okay so like no more character development he's just like yeah pure pure evil pretending to be normal go ahead jimmy i just and also too i don't know if this is maybe just it falls victim to the kind of thing that happens when you watch a movie after work and that it wasn't really it was kind of you know watching it right after work um and then also to like just knowing we had to watch it for uh, the podcast it was kind of like a forced event so maybe that had something to do with it maybe i'll have to give it a rewatch um on like a sunday or something definitely has something to do with it probably but i wouldn't i mean if you you know just if it strikes you one day, revisit it. There's movies like that. The first time I watch, again, weird to bring it up, and it'll come into play later, actually. But 
the first time I watched Mandy, I liked it, but I thought it was like I had heard so much about it. And I was kind of like similarly, I was like, oh, this is like kind of slow. And I was like, I don't like it's cool. It's cool. I see why people like it, but I also don't know if this is like living up to the expectations I kind of had yeah. set for me. And then I didn't watch it for like two years. And then I watched it again with you when we were watching Joe Bob. And it, again, it could be the thing that I wasn't watching it alone drinking. I was watching it with a pal, uh, but I loved it. I was like, oh, this movie rocks, you know. Um, so it's possible. I think that, too, to Jesse's point, once the character development kind of comes to a halt, that is where the story needs to. It either carries it for you or it doesn't. So yeah. if the story is not yeah, working for you, that. it makes total sense. Some of the stuff I did like was like the reveal that his wife uh, was somebody that he had victimized. Like I didn't well, really see that coming. That's not, you don't know that. No, but I would say it's implied. I don't think I, I disagree. That's a, that goes against my head cannon for that situation. What do you, okay. Walk, walk me through kind of just what you're, I think she was in charge. Of the I whole operation? Of, of the whole operation. I think he got into it through the, uh, like, through her. And she had been, her leg was eaten by, like, a rich dude. And then, like... Jesse loves to blame women. Uh, that's something we should have brought up earlier on the podcast. Yeah, especially, <laughs> like, I think if, as a woman, if, if, a, if someone eats you... <laughs> While you're I, and then sews you back up, so I'm I'm gonna walk this back. I um, think that you know, like <laughs> as much as like as much as I would like to agree with you on that. However, the story kind of tells you that that's not the case because when he first says, "Oh, when I was 18, and I first got my first taste of human flesh," and I doubt that it was his wife back then and then he met her through that it seems like that was something he started when he was 18 so i mean my guess is he like he fell into the culture and then met her through his connections through his interest in being yeah i mean maybe because like as soon as as soon as he's dead she's she's talking to the the like their bodyguard guy and he's like put the body or she's like put the body on ice right because she is going to continue selling the bot you know like she's gonna right. sell his body yeah completely like you know I, it didn't seem to it, it it didn't seem to me like she was his victim in the way that their relationship worked that's fair i i hadn't thought about it that way i thought that the scene where it is revealed that she is missing her leg below the knee was kind of supposed to imply that um and some people probably read into that and some people maybe haven't but i do like this idea that you're presenting because like you don't really know what she does and like you know like obviously he's a he's works in reconstructive surgery so we know he has money and we know kind of what he brings to the table in terms of of their operation um but it is this thing of like oh they have a bodyguard for this operation like what's going they have like a whole empire of this shit going on mm-hmm. like you know it's interesting to think about See, i don't know i guess maybe i read that one wrong too i don't think it's a bot 
I don't think it's a bodyguard. I think that they work for somebody and that guy that was following them around. Cause you see him load the car up too with the, and it had the marking on it. I don't think he's their bodyguard or works for them. I think he works for the elite that they also work for. That's what I'm, yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. So like, I think that she comes from that world. And... Oh, so you're saying like her and the other guy that was like carrying out the boxes and I was there with them in the woods is they're tied to like the same person. Yeah. So it was either that or like, so it, when he kind of, when he goes into explaining like what is good about cannibalism, he's like, well, it's, it's which to be, to be clear again on my, as my position, it is good. Just from my, my political position, as we mentioned yeah. earlier, is that, is that cannibalism is good. I just want to reiterate. Yeah. Um, you love it when. All when right. Uh, as the, as uh, the moderator, I am giving the ethical cannibal 30 seconds to make your point of what you just said. And then we'll give a 30 second rebuttal to the mother and uh, the guest here. So Aaron. Yeah so, now. yeah. so within the past uh, couple of years, there was a man that lost his foot uh, and uh, he decided to take the foot home with him and um, cut it up. And he uh, made some foot tacos for his buddies. Um, and that is what I would refer to as ethical cannibalism. Uh, it was consensual. Nobody died. It was just this thing of like, oh, I got this foot now. What am I going to do with this thing? Right, you guys, your 30 seconds are up. Jesse, you. Uh, please uh, go from the Mothers Against Cannibalism, please. You have 30 yeah. seconds. You have 30 seconds now. All right. Um, I don't know. He might have convinced me. F the foot you're saying foot meat is good that's what was available no i just i think that whether consent exists or not you shouldn't eat people <laughs> <laughs> how ridiculous i can't believe that you would say such a brash thing <laughs> that's the most problematic thing that you've said yet and unless you're in a survival situation or just like really hungry in general <laughs> you shouldn't you shouldn't eat another person if there's only two excuses it's a survival situation or you're um, Aaron, really I'm gonna have to ask hungry. you to stop interrupting jesse it's his time it's his 30 seconds please you had your 30 seconds please stop interrupting him thank you jesse you have an extra 10 seconds to do to the interruption um i just wanted to say that as as a concerned mother all right need... and the 10 seconds are up back to the podcast thank you both um <laughs> How would you feel being the third? How would you feel being the only employee of a husband-wife cannibal duo? I would. You would be looking behind your back every moment. You'd be questioning every every lunch break. You'd be worried. You know. The only part of this film that I want to experience is when he said, "This is a thirty thousand dollar meatball." That's yeah, I we, want that. There I was a long. Life. There was a long conversation about that during the movie when he's and I I looked at I looked over at Jimmy and I was like, why don't you ever make me a thirty thousand dollar meatball? And and he said, poof, you're a meatball. And I said, I fuck it, I know. I was gonna say, baby, you're a thirty thousand dollar meatball. Uh, how about the food shots in this movie? Even from the get go, there's like, uh, it starts on a date. And there are just shots before you even get to the cannibalism stuff of, of like up close shots of people eating, um, yeah. some kind of ASMR -y like noises, you yeah, know, definitely. um, so that was, that was cool. Did you guys watch the trailer for this? No. no. 
if you look up the trailer on YouTube, because of the way that the release shook out, there's a Disney Plus logo in the bottom right-hand corner. Uh, Oh, oh, so this was originally supposed to be a Disney Plus movie? This was released through Fox, through Searchlight Pictures, which technically is now owned by Disney. And it's it's it was Hulu in the U.S., but its Latin American premiere was through Disney Plus, the the R-rated Disney Plus section. Man, I would have loved that. So we wouldn't have had to hunt down a Hulu login to watch this movie. The X-rated Disney Plus section. Yes, the X. Anti <laughs> <laughs> right on Disney Plus for you. Yeah, no, it's okay though because they put a little little white bar over the the holes. I yeah. just uh I just like the picture. There's like two people dressed up. One is Mickey, one is Donald Duck. They're working at like a defunct blockbuster and he's like, Oh, you wanna see the good shit? And he's like wave him to that back room in the old like video just, stores where the porn was kept and he's yeah, like, Come just on a, over here. Just a bunch of snuff snuff films of Goofy being decapitated. I bet you there's a bunch of snuff films at like at Disney World wherever um Walt is frozen at. Oh jeez. That is changing my headcanon significantly. Oh, do you have anything with gagging? <laughs> I like the ones when the women... <laughs> I can't do Don't it. Say it. I can't, I can't do it. <laughs> I was, I was also racking my brain for the most non-problematic thing I can think of. Right, we're gagging on. is what I came up with. <laughs> yeah, good job. <laughs> let's it, let's at least make it through two, two shows back before we uh, get hey, canceled. So. We do not have to post this if if uh, we can do a take two, no, we can't. We don't have time. <laughs> okay. This is it. This okay. Is it. This is going How about up. this? How about this? We'll post it, but we'll redact all of the times where Jesse should get canceled. Yeah, we could get a censor bar. We had, we had, um, we had applause. Beep, 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 we beep. Can bar. Look at that. There yeah. we go. Love there we it. Go. Now, if he talks, will he be talking over that? Yeah. Let's let's try it. Three, two, one. Oh wait, I was supposed to talk. Yeah, say a swear word while he hits the button. Okay. Daffodil. Daffodil. <laughs> <laughs> you motherfucker. Um all right. I like the dance scenes. I, I read um you guys probably I don't Absolutely know. Absolutely hated him. Really? Are you so are you the really, first oh, the first one them? the first one was good the okay. second one was not good because she literally had no butt he had physically removed her butt yeah right and now I, she's and this listen this was within like a week this is like all because the the her best friend was like looking for her and found her like in that short period of time like it wasn't yeah. like a long period of time so even if she had like started to heal the wound was still wide open and she's dancing now i will suspend my disbelief to a certain extent but like for her to not be in pain she would have to be so doped up at that point that she wouldn't have been able to i don't know man well she's full from the human meatball Oh, that's right. I forgot. You know, I just would have been like, oh, too full. Um, I don't want to do the conga. Um, But no, I liked his dance scene. I liked his solo dance scene because 
he's listening to like new wave 80s music and he's oh. like dancing by himself with the knife and he's having a real good time and the the meat is gross the meat looks very real uh it yeah. is like very disconcerting how real i forgot it is. about that scene yeah that was good i yeah. um which reminds me like i thought a lot of the soundtrack was really good it um, was i thought i, I thought well. a lot of the the song choices were like were clearly chosen because the director and writer like really liked the songs and they were being used in in the right context but in the opposite in, in its like right. opposite meaning yeah you know so like i don't know it felt it felt like the like the music was part of like the creative process and throughout the whole thing like they had the songs in mind but like when they were written down on paper before they even filmed them which i really appreciate yeah I think it was uh, like not too much too because there are some movies uh, which like uh, nobody with Bob Odenkirk which uh, was enjoyable if you if you like John Wick kind of stuff and action. Yeah, I still need stuff. to see that. Um, it, I, I didn't love it, but it was like it was fun, and I like Bob Odenkirk a lot. But it, that movie was literally it was like every ten minutes there was like a new song introduced. It was like oh like here's a slow motion scene with like a jazz number behind it and it was the song is different than what you're seeing whatever you know this i thought it was pretty well we can blame tarantino for that yeah that's true that's true we can blame tarantino for a lot of things but we don't have enough time on this podcast all right so i'm gonna take the tarantino side and and aaron you're on the not tarantino side uh am i anti-tarantino in this yeah, you're anti. Wait, Jimmy, Jimmy, why don't you? Why don't you? Nope, nope, nope. I am the moderator. I'm oh. only ever the moderator. I only moderate. All I right. don't debate. I moderate. I only you need to really. You know who would really love foot tacos? <laughs> I was gonna make that joke. <laughs> was going to make that joke. That was my whole bit. I was setting up for that bit, and you just took the cut my legs. Sorry, cut button. my legs out from under me. <laughs> For all our listeners, if by some strange chance you've made it this far in, into the podcast, I'm <laughs> sorry. What are you I'm, talking about? This is a great episode. I'm not. This is this is classic JJ and M. This is classic 3830 comedy. Right? Yeah. 30, the, this is classic 3830 boy. J J A J Jazz Jazz classic Jazz man. <laughs> I would I would Jazz with you guys. Yeah. No, I um, I only need ten seconds to uh. To. All right, the bearded man from Pittsburgh has the floor. You have fifteen seconds starting now. Uma Thurman. I rest my case. I'm just letting the 15 seconds run out. Yeah, yeah, me too. All right, and uh, the gentleman from Erie has the floor now. You have 30 seconds. 30? Yeah. Um, I guess I don't really know what I'm arguing against <laughs> at this point, but I will say that I do like Uma Thurman, so I think <laughs> similarly to how Jesse flopped in the last round, I think I maybe flopped this time. Uh, I think he convinced me with his two-word argument. <laughs> Ka-ching. And back to the podcast. <laughs> oh. <laughs> we, 
I would I would actually really enjoy going back and watching Tarantino movies and like act- actually like critiquing them again because we I, are I, we are actually legally not able to review Tarantino movies on this podcast. We uh yeah that's a that's a last season thing. So oh, that's our, a good. Yeah, like our legal team will not allow us to talk about Tarantino. Like this might even get us in trouble, but we'll see. Okay, is it because of the foot stuff or because of the? Because because he's just like washed washed up for Aaron. Yeah, Aaron. Aaron I didn't make the I didn't make the rule. I listen. I I I like talking about things. Look, I so um. If you like the show, this is, I guess, a little early, but uh, just because we're here, um, you can support us by uh, joining our Patreon. And if you do that, um, it will allow us to do more things and make more content. Uh, And that includes um, an extra podcast episode. So Jesse here wants to talk about Tarantino movies. Let me tell you, I am not opposed to going back to the old formats, just specifically just for the Patreon subscribers uh, as bonus episodes. We could do a couple of episodes where we go back and and we can pick out, you know, four or five uh, of our favorite Tarantino movies or or four or five of the ones that we've seen the least or something um, and discuss them. I would be happy to do so. But in order to do that, um, you know, throw us some love. uh, And if if you can't support the show on Patreon, um, this is not the end of the episode just yet, but if you can't support the Patreon, I'll just say it now. Um, go to Apple Music, give us a Apple Podcast, give us a review. Uh, five stars helps people find the podcast um, and share share it on social media. Tell a friend about the show if you if you enjoy it. And, and um, if you if you can't do either of those things, please mail us your feet. Don't so do that. Absolutely, don't, don't, don't do mail that. us your feet. Don't do that. That's disgusting. <laughs> That's it. That, that was sarcasm. Oh, uh, I'm sorry, Jimmy. I thought that uh, you were supposed to be the moderator, but it seems like you are uh, against people sending us their feet. <laughs> How do you guys think? So I'm just looking up Apple Podcasts right now. How do you think our podcast gets the rating explicit? Is that just every podcast or is uh, that because we're just... No, oh. I do that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because we, we say the F word or we talk about... Wait, bleep, bleep noise. Get ready for the bleep noise. Because we say... Seven. 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 As as and that's fun. That's fun. And elderberry. <laughs> like that. That's fun. Um. Well, we should get. I mean, it is. We we've got probably another twenty minutes or so. So we should probably wrap and move towards uh some some after the show kind of stuff. Um. But I I think that we should give final thoughts on the movie. Um, and then we can guess the, the, well, let's guess the Rotten Tomato score first, and then let's give our thoughts on the movie. Uh, have okay. either of you seen the score yet? I have not. Nope. Because that ruined the bit. Okay. Um, so, well, I just want to make sure. Um, so, why don't you guys give it a guess? I went first last week. Aaron, um, I would like to give oh. it, <laughs> I was going to make a joke, but never mind. Um, I'm going to give it a 58%. Fresh? No, I know. I was going to say in honor of Aaron, I'm going to give it a 5.8. Is this what you're giving it, or is this what you think the score is? You're giving it a 57% fresh. No, I think it's 58% on 58% fresh. 
Yeah. And that, that's the name it's, of the movie. Probably as well. that's not fresh. It's, it's rotten, uh, but that's okay. Yeah, it's not fresh until it's like after 70, isn't it? Oh my God. He said 58. I was going to say like probably like a 72, but I would be surprised if it was like way, way lower than that just because of the, the content was a little less palatable than... I think people were would be willing to admit. It is eighty one percent. All right. Um, as What's gripping the critics as, give it though, as gripping as it is upsetting. Uh, okay, so let's see. Eighty one percent of one hundred ninety critics. Again, this is an aggregate, so it doesn't really matter. But just for context, eighty one percent of one hundred ninety critics gave it a positive review with an average rating of seven point one out of ten. The website's consensus reads, as gripping as it is upsetting, Fresh makes a provocative meal out of the horror of modern dating. Metacritic, which uses a weighted average, assigned the film a score of 87 out of 100 based on 33 critics, indicating generally favorable reviews. Did you say an average score of 7.1? I did. Did I say 72? You did. Damn. Right there, right that on the sucks, edge. Though, that we go by prices right rules, so I'll be walking over the brand new car, baby. So now we're gonna need that sound effect that goes. Wah, 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 wah. Right. The, I'll wait. Uh, hit the uh, button. I'll wait. Yeah, hit the button. We have the free version. We don't have that sound effect. Son of a. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you usually pause when you curse just to give everyone a chance to clear the room. Yeah. <laughs> you say it. All right, I, I, uh, if you guys can't tell, I like this movie a lot. Um, I'd probably give it like a four out of five. I recommend it. Are I think personal ratings. Yeah, we'll just. Well, I don't know. We we never have done it really in the past. I just we should do final thoughts, and I just in general think that. All right. Oh, you give is, your final thoughts first, then. This is um. This is if you're listening to this, you've probably seen it, or now you kind of know what the deal is. But no I'm a sucker. What was that, bud? No spoilers. No spoilers. <laughs> Actually, if you already listen to this, go back in time and um, <laughs> spoilers. Uh, I just I have a thing for movies that blend genres, which will lead into the end of the episode. Um, and so this movie did it for me. I think that if you go into that first half hour, I do think it's genuinely charming. I think the acting is very good. The directing and the editing is very impressive to me. Um, the story, definitely, there are some tropes in there and some things that don't logistically make sense. But for me, not unlike Malignant, you kind of buy the ticket and you take the ride. Uh, and I had a good time. I was charmed. I think it is genuinely scary and uh, not scary maybe so much as it is kind of upsetting um, throughout. Uh, it definitely elicited a response from me. So in that sense, and just because also I haven't seen a good Hulu original, I think, ever. Um, that makes it a success. Yeah, I recommend it. Um, because my my take is a a little more lukewarm uh, between between the two of you. I I guess I'll go. I thought I thought it was this good. This raw meat is too hot. This raw meat is too cold. Yeah, but this, this raw, raw meat, meat is just right. right. <laughs> Sorry, it's you. One could call it body temperature. Um, I. I would suggest watching this movie if you're looking for something a little bit different. I I liked it, but if I'm going to be completely honest, 
if the whole thing had just stayed in like the first half of the movie before it got weird, I would have watched that and liked it more. Is that weird? Like I thought the I it's thought not the, weird. I thought the like the setting for the movie was better than the the subversion of the expectations. But no, that's not weird because I stopped enjoying it like the second she got locked up. But like if it had been the other way too, if it had been just like straight into the horror and been horror the whole time, I would have been fine with that too because the horror was done really well. I think I it's just, an on-purpose thing that, that yeah, just lands with some people and doesn't with others because it's kind it, of a jarring tonal shift. Well, the, I mean, but that's the thing is the tone, the tone worked great in both ends and the shift, the shift was jarring, but like right. I would have happily watched pure rom-com and pure body horror, right? I got both and I'm not, always in the mood for both and i don't think most people are ever in the mood for both unless you're a cannibal well talk to david cronenberg and get back to me again unless you're a cannibal <laughs> careful legal could actually get on us for that <laughs> unless unless yeah yes. so that that leaves you to save us jimmy what's what is what is your yeah so I mean, this movie, obviously, I said it didn't hit with me. I think it was well-directed. I think it was well-edited. I really enjoyed the uh, the shots, the way it was filmed. There was a lot to love on, you know, of this movie um, from a technical standpoint. However, the meat of the movie left a lot to be desired. Motherfucker. Um, I think that, uh, you know, I found myself getting bored throughout the movie and i found myself it was a little too tropey at times and i get that horror movies have to write themselves out of holes in order to make a story and i get that you write yourself into situations and you have to find weird ways sometimes to get yourself out i just felt there was too many times where and i get it everybody i know that i get a lot of flack for this but it's just like i get that you know you have to suspend belief for a little bit but after a while, it's like she finds a way to seduce him and then she finds a way to get out a second time. And then she goes back and gets her phone, but then she finds a way to get out of that. It's it's just a constant state of, oops, oops, I messed up, but everything's oops. okay. Uh, oops, I messed up. Oh, everything's okay. Um, and after probably the sixth time that happened, I was like, you know what? Sometimes you just Go deserve to die. Yourself. Yeah. <laughs> In a movie, not it. No one deserves to die in real life, except for. Uh, but I definitely, I definitely would recommend uh, this movie to watch. I do think it's something new that you should see, um, and you know, and movies don't have to be for everybody. So go and watch it. And I'm curious too, because like I said, it's happened to me before. I'm sure it's happened to you before. I would be curious to uh, if if it sneaks up on you in like a couple of years, and you're just like, oh, I remember not liking that, but I also remember being you know kind of wanting to check it out again i'd be curious to see if it grows on you at all yeah but we can get the jimmy counter going we're uh we're oh for three in movies recently so all right well let's make it four um before we get into the uh film twitter irl segment this week let's talk about next week folks i regret to inform you that we are in a little bit of a streaming drought right now in terms of new releases we have uh something queued up for the week after this coming week uh, but for this coming week, I am actually going to give my co-host two choices. Um, I'm going to give them a choice. 
I'm gonna give them a choice with two options. Um, and so uh, the illusion of choice. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, so you guys will vote, and if it's a, if it is a tie, then I will be the tiebreaker. But uh, the options for this next movie are Nightmare Alley or Matrix Resurrections. Matrix Resurrections. I was actually the first movie that. I, that popped into my head before you named the movies. I don't know if you made a pun about it or something, but oh no, because I said the illusion of choice. Oh, that's what it was. You said the illusion of choice thing. I didn't mean to do that, but uh, hey, you know that is hey, that's kind of the. And Jimmy, yeah, we'll talk about it next you, week. I regret to inform you, your vote doesn't matter because even if you vote for Nightmare Alley, I'm going to vote for My Turks Resurrection. So we are going uh, to watch. Well, no, hang on, hang on, you fucker. <laughs> Uh, my vote is for Matrix, so there. That's why we're watching it, because Jesse and I agreed on it. Yeah. In fact, Aaron, I think it's really messed up that you wouldn't agree with us on on a movie like this. I said that I wanted to do it. I said that uh -huh. I, was yeah. I voted before Jimmy did. Yeah, but that's not what I heard before we started recording the podcast, when you were <laughs> up, so upset about the the it deeply inspiring trans messaging in... in in Matrix Resurrection that made me completely... I would like to take this time to thank our Patreon members, Tyler Buckley, Dylan Painter, and Jay Irvin. Thank you so much for supporting us. If you guys would like to support them, we talked about it earlier in the show, you can join them at patreon.com slash media. And also, too, make sure you're following us on all socials and send us messages. Watch our TikToks. We have a new YouTube channel out called Lomo Shorts. It's a beautiful picture of Aaron and the logo. Um, as well as, too, we switch our banners and switch them logos around. So you're going to see a new a thumbnail and a new cover art on our YouTube channel where we have new sketches every Friday. Uh, what more is there? Uh, yeah, that's about I it. I just so. think the woke left is really <laughs> destroying things I, that I love and I, grew up with. I am. Um, they started with Star Wars. That, no, now that was that was. Will it stop? I was being oh. completely earnest. Oh, I forgot to mention. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I was being completely we earnest. Posting every day on our social <laughs> medias, you can find new Don't sketches, TikToks, and videos on our Instagram as well. So join us. Don't on Instagram. listen to Jesse. Lomo Media special. says support trans rights. Oh, we, I, I am not a monster. I, uh, I didn't understand the movie until I looked at it through that lens. That's all I'll say. The Matrix or the new one? The new one. Okay, so Jimmy, have you seen this as well? No, I haven't. I haven't okay. seen it. I will be very happy to watch it again with my, I'm with my, new, with my new perspective on it. Well, yeah. you're going to have to watch it again because yeah. you're really the only thing that's keep, keeping me like up and watching these movies because I'll forget. Cool. Thanks, Jesse. Yeah, uh, no, uh, I, I, was, I wasn't. Well, I, am, I can't tell I you. I am very busy. I just don't know what to like. The, we have a lot going on now with Lomo. We have a lot going on on social medias. I have a very tough job where I work a lot. So I'm sorry. And you still have, have to satisfy me sexually every day. That's really the toughest part of my day. Yeah. All right. Well, now that we've gone through Jimmy's, Jimmy's five minute clause where he gets to complain about his life. <laughs> I love my life. My life's fine. I'm just saying I'm busy. I have a good life. I love I'm, my life. I'm messing with you. I look, I don't know what anyone's take is going to be next week on the I'm matrix. Mute, Aaron. I can guarantee that when you tune in, it won't be some dumb shit like that. I had the exterminator. Really? Can we, can I continue? <laughs> Beep. I don't want to say anything because you're just going to mute it. No, I'm not.
his hands off the button. Okay. I genuinely, this is a genuine thing I'm trying to say, is I had an exterminator come to the house the other day, and instead of taking care of my ant problem, he complained about how The Last of Us 2 was destroyed by the woke media and how he was very, I don't even play video games, so I don't know how this came up. <laughs> he was like, I can't even, he's like, they killed all the men and I had to play as a woman and I fucking hated it. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> you you gonna buy that guy a beer? Ugh. Ask ask how why his dad hurt him so much. Yeah, I gotta I gotta depill that dude. Speaking, <laughs> speaking of beers, it is May fifth, and uh, we have tacos and beers. Oh, we got we got beers. All right, so let's get into the last segment. Yeah, we, we are got... wrapping up. We have the last segment here. It is filling Twitter IRL, and today we are going to talk about because of me watching Mandy and because of Fresh, I want to talk about uh, a lot of movies fall into this, so it's very broad. Your favorite movie that you would consider bending genres. Your favorite movie that that encompasses more than one genre. My brain goes to shit whenever you ask like questions like that. I instantly well, immediately go, I've never seen a single film in my life. I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you, mine is Aliens. I think that's oh, an action, action sci-fi horror all kind of wrapped into one. We were going to talk about it for the show, and then the show went on hiatus. So maybe we'll revisit it someday, but um, it's one of my favorite movies ever, and I think it just does a really good job. The first Alien is a horror film set in space. The second one is an action film uh, that is more... Set in horror. Right. It's more terrifying than it is. Yes, exactly. Jesse. Uh, it's, I think it's more terrifying than it is scary. It's like terror and horror are kind of two different feelings to me. And, and when you just see, Oh fuck. In the first movie, there was one of them and it killed like eight people. Now I'm looking at 20 of them. Uh, I think it's, uh, it's I, good. I I'm going to counter that by saying you asked which movie and you just said two movies. Aliens. Was my I was using Alien as a reference, but Aliens, oh, okay. Aliens is my movie. Well, it, it's funny because my <laughs> my answer is Predator. Um, the first the first Predator is a masterpiece. It starts off as like a gratuitous, over the top '80s action movie, and then like it gets stripped down more and more and more until it's like this visceral like survival horror. Um of just like Arnold Schwarzenegger fighting this alien as like a caveman and in, in the jungle. And I'm like, this is fucking awesome because what, and no love, in, the, no love story, nothing like that. He just like saves it. He saves everyone or they die. And then he kills an alien. Super cool. Um, so, oops, sorry. No, Go ahead. I see that. I see that picture. Yeah, I know. So I do this thing where you ask me questions and I will research the internet uh to no but then i like it gives like it gives me a list of 20 to 30 movies and then i look for the ones that i've watched you know that fit the criteria that uh, you're talking about and then i pick one that i really enjoyed so in this case i picked a film and while this might be the least of the genre benders on this list this film is a fantastic sci-fi thriller and extreme action film and I am a fanboy of these films so much. I'm picking the 2012 Dread. Deeply underappreciated film. I have never seen Dread. And I need to because from my understanding, it was written by Alex Garland, 
who direct who went on to direct Ex Machina, uh, Annihilation, yep. Yep. The, yep. the TV series Devs, which I'm in the middle of now, and then the upcoming horror film that I'm looking forward to, Men. I saw I saw a little bit a little bit about that. I'm excited. Apparently, it's weirder than Annihilation. Yeah. I just absolutely love Judge Dredd as a character, and I've and Jesse and I have had this conversation because we watched Dredd together, and I've said I want more films from this universe. Yeah, I want more Dredd films of different judges, and I want to explore this just desolate wasteland. That more than that, and I think this is the more important part. We just need more things with Carl Urban grimacing. <laughs> yeah, good point. Um, and I'm just gonna like in general, like even if it's not a movie, if it's just like him, just pictures of him grimacing, I would be okay with that. Yeah, can, just uh, for your can, we, can we not for next week, but the week after could? And then I don't know how Aaron feels about going into the theaters, which is fine. If not, can we do the new Doctor Strange movie? I would like to watch that. I would like to. I I'm fine with going into the theaters. I just have to figure out uh, a time to to do it. Um, but I'm sure that we can make it work. So we do have Firestarter lined up for the week after Matrix Resurrections in terms of a, a streaming premiere. Um, so we can Maybe figure May it out. Twenty six. The so this one comes up May twelfth. Oh no, no. Maybe June second. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say we can we can do we can go to the movie whenever it's convenient for us, and if we need to record like two in one week, uh, the audience is gonna think this is boring. If we need to record two in one week, we can, and we can just put them out when, however, we see fit. You know, I I just want to strike uh, while the iron's hot, uh, pun intended, with Firestarter because it, it is coming out on May thirteenth. Um, so if we put out the episode that week, I'd love for it to be about a movie that just came out. Um, yeah, I agree. So, uh, but I am definitely game to see Doctor Strange. Maybe I'll make a, a, a do what I sometimes do, which is go to the movies on the weekend by myself and do a double feature and I'll see the Nicolas Cage movie and then I'll see Doctor Strange. I did want to see that too. Yeah. Well, maybe Jesse and I'll have our own double feature because I have five free tickets to uh, the movie theater. Well, not free. I already paid. I already paid for them for being a Cinemark Plus member, but support oh, your, local, you guys support your local theaters. Come, come see it with me. 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 With me. <laughs> Jesse is our resident songwriter here. All right, folks, I think that about wraps up the episode. Tune in next week for Matrix Resurrections. Thank you so much for listening to the show. As you heard before, uh, lots of stuff on the Patreon. Check that out. We have a stream coming up. This will be after that, but I'm sure there will be more. That will um, be before. Our first stream will be uh, actually this coming Sunday. Uh, from when you listen to this podcast so it'll be uh may 15th will be lomo media's first stream on twitch we don't um, have a stream we don't have a stream on the 8th no because um we'll talk about it later <laughs> okay okay this is news this is breaking news for me and that's okay well when uh everybody was talked i was talking about streaming we forgot that we have to film uh, this weekend for our content and don't have the time to do a stream and film it's also so, mother's day so it works don't cross, out don't cross the streams um don't cross the streams guys that's so great advice brought on lomo tv stream lomo tv you can find us on twitch there you go hey cheers um, everyone thanks for tuning in yes thank or you. not also spoilers ahead <laughs> behind spoilers behind <laughs> spoilers behind that's that's our new catchphrase there we yeah. go
Put it on a t-shirt. Put it. Put a bird. Hey put it on a dinosaur. Hey, God, we just got a new follower on Twitter, and um, it's always funny to me if when we get followers when we release a podcast because the one time we did that, um, Aaron and I completely shit on the movie, <laughs> and people were. Um, Which movie was that? Um, when we were doing the independent films, the one from the one that I picked that was complete garbage. <laughs> Manifest <laughs> Destiny down. <laughs> he's he's been a religious listener since he's gonna listen to this and and be really upset um all right i don't have anything else uh check out the patreon check out the stream um share the show and uh catch us on social media send us a message ask us a question vote in the polls have fun be kind take care of yourself cheers everybody oh, oh get out of our bar that got foreclosed on yeah no, i know, we it, don't I know it's anymore. not a bit anymore but i just wanted to let everybody know the lomo lounge got foreclosed there and forgot to make the mortgage payment so sorry everybody i'm paying for a wedding here it's tough man oh but now we lost their bar and now you don't get free booze so it sucks all right bye everyone we'll see you we'll see you next week <laughs>